to the Get On It podcast. We are here at Luna Lifestyle with Sonia and Nicola. Thank you so much for having us. Your shop looks absolutely beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and so I'm very new. <laughs> well, not even new. I'm, I'm just very far into this sort of facet of the fashion industry. I've, I've always been more obsessed with just how a plain black shirt would fit rather than like experimenting with crazy garments and things. So I'm very curious. What's important? <laughs> Very curious about a bunch of it. <laughs> um, but I think let's start at the sort of beginning. So how did Luna start? I mean, it's sort of as old as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's old. It's old, yes. Um, so yeah, it's um, Karen started it, and Karen Tamura Sazen and her husband Paul Harris started it 22 years ago now. Um, so yeah, she had like a vision for for very natural, simple, beautiful clothing, and and was kind of ahead of the time with regards to eco fashion and and that type of thing. So the whole eco thing has been since the beginning. Since mm. the beginning, yeah, oh, that's awesome. yeah. So so yeah, it's we've just been carrying on in her traditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when it started out, was it more like? Um, commissions or was the end sort of to have a store from the beginning? Right in the beginning she did a lot of, of custom and bridal um, so one-off pieces um, yeah it was more more one-offs and, and yeah you had to commission with bridal. Okay. And then the demand sort we've of We've been at Foyful Stanley for 15 years now, 16 years. Great. As long as the center's been. Yeah, and so this was the part of the original store. Yeah, and all the that, way and to all the way it. to Ines, yes. Are you turning Chocolosa? Chocolosa was actually the entrance. It was the oh. entrance to the, yeah. To the, the center. Whole, from this entrance to the other entrance. So it's a huge, yeah. massive wide, space. open space. There's no electricity around the beginning. And yeah. It's just a beautiful. Um, vision of mm. of, of That's so cool. It's growing into this insanely awesome space. Yeah, like the, exactly. very, like the thing we love about Forty Four Stanley is the sense of community here between everyone. Mm. Like it feels like everyone's very open to be helping and, oh, yeah. and sort of support you know, all the other shops. Absolutely, it's a lovely community. Very cool. And how did you two get involved with Luna? Um, so when I was studying fashion, I was always a fan of of Luna and. The sort of ethos really resonated with me and, and that type of thing. So I, during my studies, I, I interned with, with a woman called Melissa, who was very good friends with Cara and I, they actually worked together a bit. So I just got introduced um, to Cara and Paul through her. And then, yeah, I, when I finished my studies, I started working here and I've been, well, I, I had a, yeah, I was, Another job first, and then I moved here in 2012. Okay. So that's a good, what, nine years? Yeah, I think eight, eighteen bits. Well, it was end of 2012, I'm saying. Oh. And yourself? Yeah, and then she bought the business about As two years ago. Yes. Three. Three. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Three and a half, actually. You have a toddler. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm older than Nicola, so I um, I actually started my career at Stone Cherry. I don't know, you're a bit young maybe. <laughs> so that was 
It's right well. after like, Stone Cherry was one of the sort of the, the top brands and then like Yeah, so around that fashion. time of of like just post ninety four, before wow. two thousand, that's the time that Lunar started. That's the time that um, really it was a really time. exciting time in South African fashion and really a time when there was a new aesthetic coming through that was based on on our identity, not necessarily based on trends coming from Europe or just kind of like ball gowns and things. Well, so that's kind of where it started branching off into its own. Yes, yes, definitely. So kind of like Stone Cherry, Lockshan Culture, Black Coffee, Lunar, all of those brands were started around that time. Same sort of time. Yeah. Okay. So, so I started at Stone Cherry and I spent eight eight years there. And then I, I lived abroad for about eight years. And then when I came back, uh, I started looking around and Lunar was luckily looking for a designer. So, and Lunar's aesthetic, yes? Sorry, I was gonna say, it was quite nice because I worked in Lunar before, but then I, I took it over at about the same time, signing it Yes. Um, so it's quite nice. We yeah, to have that kind of, of had this new, Team in place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good timing, and um, and Lunar's aesthetic just really. What's wonderful about it is that it's classic, but it always has a little something. So, um, it looks a little odd sometimes, or there's something that's slightly weird. But it's also the kind of thing that you can wear in five or ten years' time, and it will still look good because of the quality and because of. The, that timeless. combination of classicism with something Some that's modern. a little different. Like I must say, as an outsider, I've very much enjoyed, like like you said, everything does have its unique sort of mm -hmm. feature, but it's not that like high fashion that like you wouldn't see someone wearing yeah. like yeah. when you're out and about kind yeah. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's wearable and it's not it's time specific or, yes. or yeah, yeah. It's, it's just interesting yeah. no matter when. So tell me a little bit about the, you guys obviously have a very big um, focus on sort of the eco-conscious vibe and ethically sourcing everything. So tell me a little bit about the fabrics that you use. Um, yeah, so we, we only use natural fabrics. So a lot of linens and cottons and then sometimes wool and silk and that sort of thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's very important just to, to only use the natural just from the, from the, um, yeah, um, biodegradable, and as well as like when you wash your clothes, any sort of microplastics that get into the water system and that type of thing. So that's why we we only do natural. Um, sourcing is a bit of a challenge. We try to do local as much as possible, mm -hmm. but yeah, there aren't many. Yeah, there's really in South Africa anymore. That's been a real a challenge. challenge. So yeah. I think. So it's now almost three years that, that, that we kind of started together with, with Lunar. Mm -hmm. And you know, it takes a while to, we actually spent a lot of that time just trying to set up systems as much as it sounds. Like it's an old business at the same time as also. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of just improving operations mm -hmm. and, and, and kind of getting ahead. Yeah, in a way that makes sense to us. Yeah, and, and, sense to us. And, and also kind of getting ahead of of the, of the production cycle. So <clears throat> obviously we do seasonal collections, but often you'll find designers are kind of like working in season. 
And we're lucky because we're not really bound by what's going on out there. We do what we want. So, um, so we have the luxury of really trying to. We've got two years probably of collections of commercial collections that are that are planned kind of planned ahead. ahead. Okay. So that's really nice, and that helps to just improve the running of yeah. Um, so you've got time and, uh, to to That's a very cool aspect of being sort of independent, is you exactly. can choose what matters to you and how you want to approach exactly. things. Yeah. And I think that's where the coolest businesses come from. Mm -hmm. well, like Things are, always have to keep evolving to sort of keep up with the times, but I think, especially with two people like you that have been in the industry for so long, you get very clear ideas of what you think, how things should be done. Yeah, of what's important to you, and, mm. and then you can focus on those things. Exactly, that's amazing. Um, so uh, you guys are currently involved with the Solidarity Fund. Um, yes, so it's in the beginning of, of lockdown. We did, uh, obviously when, when in full lockdown, we weren't able to ship anything and our customers were really generous in, in supporting us and, and buying things and buying gift cards and things, even though we weren't able to, to ship them products. So just as a, yeah, so thank you. We at that stage we made a ten percent of all all sales to the Solidarity Fund, and it's they really are doing amazing work. I know they they a lot involved in the vaccines and involved in a lot of things. So we've restarted that five percent of all our commissions at the moment are going to to the fund. Amazing. That's very cool. Um, where did the I don't really know much about the Solidarity Fund. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it's just uh, I think um, it was started by so um, the Rupert family, the Oppenheimers, possibly, or did yeah. they have a separate fund? I think they, they, were, I think they, they contribute to yes. it, but it's, it's uh, yeah. independent. Yeah, I think they had a um, they had a separate one that was tied to that. Um, you were, it wasn't you know, It was there was another payment. Yeah, like they, a, kind of they, like a they've had a lot of something. Yeah, with like yeah, that was separate from the, 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 the and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
Was it started as a response to the COVID? Yes, yes. Okay. And then from there, government, government yeah. contributed yes. and people contributed. Like you could yeah. actually, and I think oh, so 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 like you can, yeah. you could, you can um, donate the, your yeah, to to help each other out basically yeah. in this difficult time. Okay. So it's it's businesses, it's individuals. Everyone's just donating, and they, I think they help out with. Um, yeah, in the beginning, part of it was yeah. In the beginning, and then and they are also somehow involved in the in the vaccine. Yes, um, they paid. I think they paid yes. the, the deposits of the Covax. Yes, okay. I think because it's a non-governmental thing. Um, with the the Covax, I think there were some delays just in the bureaucracy of, of releasing the funds and that type of thing. So. So um, the solidarity if I like stepped up and, and sorted out just because it was time sensitive. Um, but they have been very supportive of of your other vaccine program and, and yeah, just supporting the nation basically in this difficult time. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, oh sorry. Just also they um, and then their mandate is to support government. So yes. it's it's they work closely with they, government, they seeing like how they together. how they kind of um, can that supports whatever it is that government needs to roll out. So yes. I think it's actually it's it's worked well and uh, we're yeah no they're definitely they're working with government. To it's, very cool. it's very cool to see these initiatives actually make changes sort of back to the fashion vibes of everything I'm very curious about the design process like where you guys draw inspiration from and how that sort of differs between your collections that you put out and commissions that people come in and ask for um, so I um, hmm. so when I started the thing that I really wanted to do was to kind of bring Lunar back to what? To the original aesthetic, but for now. So, um, we started with fit, actually, and then, and then sometimes I'm, I'm actually a practical designer, so it was about what is it that we have already, because we've got a huge database of of styling and patterns that's we, we don't have everything of it anymore but like 20 years of you know patterns and things so what is it that we have that we can update or change the fits so that we have something that we can move forward on now to save some time going forward and then we work on kind of like slowly the one thing is fixed the second thing is aesthetic so so that while you're developing um, your new ranges, you've got you've got an updated fit. That you know that this is my this is a jacket that works really well. This is a short jacket that works really well. We work really hard on trousers and the fit of trousers. If it's a skinny, it's a more fitted trouser that it's fitted and flattering, but it's not so tight that it makes you feel like you're stuffed in a like a chocolate or something. So. Um, so it's kind of evolved in that way, but then also um, sometimes inspiration is obviously, I mean, it can be anything. So, um, and it can sometimes be, 
it really can be anything. But how 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 the first collection we did was was really around. I just kind of like looked at interesting pleating and things like that, and 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 its shapes, mm. and then at what are the kinds of silhouettes that are flattering on women, but that are also easy to wear. Um, and I spent some time in East Africa, so there's lots of jalabias and kind of women wearing um, just something that you kind of like throw, you'll wear a dress and then you'll have this amazing long piece of fabric that you just, it's almost like a sari, but it's not the same thing, that you kind of just throw over your, and then you walk out the door and you look amazing. So, um, but, also, gosh, I am so rambling. But also, <laughs> but also looking at we, we the practicalities, at the practicalities of, of so yes. like what you need, what you have, like how those like, things would how they work together. In. So we had like mm -hmm. a, a beautiful dress, and then now we can do like a little jacket that could go with that, and then just like building. Yeah, and if you if you if, you, if you're looking at styles of trousers, then you're, you've got a higher waist that works well with that jacket. So you're always kind of looking at, if you have these pieces in your wardrobe, how do you build on that? Mm. Because you also want to make sure that, so if we're talking about consuming and people having to, cons actually, people need to consume less. Yeah. They need to consume better yeah. and, and less. less. So a big part of what it is that we want to do is we want to supply you with something that is going to last because it's great quality and it's going to last because it is it is timeless and it's interesting mm. and, and it's, it's going to last because it's useful where it's often exactly yeah. I really love the emphasis on practicality and the fit and everything yeah. going yeah. to because I feel like a lot of um, again, from a very outsider's yeah. perspective, I feel like a lot of it's just like, oh, we need to get this one Instagram photo, and then this garment doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From an ecological point of view, obviously that is terrible. So that's <laughs> yeah. why we try to like move away from that for for our fashion. Yeah. And wow. then you know, also the idea that it is something that you might be able to actually pass down to your daughter or that your daughter might want to actually have. That's the matter so, that's been around for so long. Yeah. We see generations of, yeah. of people who often have customers and like, daughters and I've seen that from experience, that's the thing that happens. My grandmother used to make all the clothing that my mom and her sister wore Amazing. growing up, and it was yeah. incredible stuff, like nice jackets, sure, nice dresses. good quality, and it's And nice. all of that's been passed down to Amazing. my sisters, um, even yeah. I stole her jacket from them. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Amazing clothes. Like people ask us, can we buy that yes. off you? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's from how many years ago, and it's still great. So that's that's yeah. what we're yeah. for. It's very refreshing to hear that someone's still <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then the other thing is also that. Um, so if you're looking at, let's say, if you look at a commercial collection like the one we did. Oh, sorry, no. If you look at a fashion week collection like the one we did for Cape Wools, which was an autumn winter collection, it was quite. I really wanted to make it bold and interesting and a little bit weird, but mm -hmm. there's so much in there that that we then, I don't want to say water down, but then, then you use certain elements from those shows and you can make 
I don't want to say a million different iterations, but you can make you can you can draw so much from what you've done there. Mm. Because the other thing that we that that we often don't talk about is development cost. Not only the amount of time that it takes mm. to actually make something that fits well, that looks good, where your takes you, years you know of just. Yeah, of tweaking things. And you know, you can work months on a single garment mm -hmm. just to make sure that it comes out properly. Yeah. And that means that you're probably doing four of you know, up to four patterns sometimes. That's a lot of paper. <laughs> and then every one of those has a sample. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of fabric. That also sometimes and a lot, it, of, time. It's, it's, and a lot mm -hmm. of time. And and that fabric you, you can't sell it, yeah. you can't keep it, you, you don't, because you, where, where are you going to keep it? So mm. it's not necessarily something that you're going to pass on. So that's, that's actually a huge cost and it's a huge waste. Mm. So, so to, to me it's really important that if you're developing this style, that it means that you're going to use it and that you can use it in a number of different ways. Mm. So that that cost is is actually worth it mm -hmm. and and that's also why we really want to think about every aspect of the business so for example there what is it that we can do with those things can we send it to Cape Town for it to be shredded into new fabric can we you know at some point we had talked about you know um, we have amazing seamstresses that's worked with us for ages and often some, some of those samples don't get completed because all you want to see is, is the sleeve different enough? Like, is it, like, there was a problem with it, we, we tweaked it a little bit, we changed this, so is it working properly now? You're not going to spend another day or two finishing the whole jacket, so you kind of have sometimes like half-made things because you just needed to see whether the, the one sleeve, problem was, yeah. was solved. Yeah. But if you've got those half-completed garments that they can complete on their own time and that they can then sell use or yeah. use, yeah. then that's something then that actually makes sense and it has use. Yeah. It's not just discarded. So, yes. <laughs> that's a really, that's a great approach. I think people often underestimate the, like, the cost of the time, mm. especially when it comes to anything that's a creative venture, because oh, yeah. you can't brush Definitely. it. Exactly. Like, yeah. There's a very, this whole consumeristic yeah. Yeah. thing is like, you need to streamline every process and get everything as quick as possible yes. and do more and keep doing and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I feel like there's a lot more value in things that the proper care and time was put into it. Exactly. Which exactly. then will become a thing that can be passed on through generations yeah. and then exactly. just, it contributes to a greater whole, yeah. the costs of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. That's very cool. And then, sort of a final one, was has there been any single like commission or garment that you've done that has been a major challenge that sort of sticks out in your head as a, a milestone. <laughs> oh, the one in the window. <laughs> um, well, I'll, show you just I'll show it to you just now. Okay. So, that is a winter, it's a it's like a wool melton, so it's quite a thick um, fabric. And um, so it has a funnel neck which was um, which was woven from mohair and merino wool. So every panel was was woven separately, and then it was um, sewn together to create this kind of um, like shaped 
almost like a it was quite a I'm not sure it was to get the shape we'll show right. you the work and then, yeah. and then it kind of um, it just it's very simple at the top but then it has all these like, frills and frills and frills of this very thick fabric that's almost like uh, how can we describe it um, um, it's quite I'm not sure yes. it's, it's, it's very bonus, um, there's a lot of it let's just put it that way <laughs> And then we had put wire into every single one of those seams, and the frills were stitched on not just um, around, but kind of like folded back on each other. So, if you can imagine you're a machinist and you're sitting, and here's your machine and it's shaped like this, and there's only a, there's a limited amount of space here that mm. you can work with. You're basically fighting with the dress <laughs> all the time. Yes. And it is incredibly heavy. So two people need to carry the dress. To, um, I mean, you can you can wear it and mm. you will be strong. But, uh, <laughs> but two people, to yes. Yeah, but two, two people, people have to kind of like lift to it, get it to get, get it on, on her, her because it is that heavy. <laughs> so that was one. And then the other the other one was uh, also from the same show. There's a little grey. Um, like a mohair oh, boucle yes, top yes. that's kind of shaped. It has, it has a, it looks a bit like, maybe like a bit of an American football. I was going to say, that padding that they wear, but it's slightly asymmetrical. So what we did to create that volume underneath it was we actually made a tulle okay. undergarment. So you were like layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of gathered tulle. And so, again, so like a huge, huge thing. Yes, put into a machine, and and it and it came out looking like a little, like a huge, cute pom pom. <laughs> <laughs> and then we um, see us spend probably like an afternoon trimming down, trimming down, it's trimming like, down, um, like, just like a topiary, like a topiary <laughs> kind of thing. We're trying to shape this, this thing, <laughs> but it was weird because when you imagine. We thought that you would need quite a bit of volume under it, but we actually almost trimmed so most, of, most of it off. <laughs> it was kind of sad. Um, and, uh, and then what we did is we, we added another version of it, which was, which was um, just part of another dress. Because exactly. we covered it with the mohair. Because we covered it with the mohair. And it was such a beautiful so underneath layer with all the tulle that, that, that we were sad. That, that no one would see it. So we made this <laughs> so other one that was really... Um, and it had like this extra thing at the back and we've had some amazing photo shoots with, with that piece that and with that dress mm -hmm. also. And so those were... Amazing. <laughs> Challenge. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Well, I love it. it sounds like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, it's more fun at the time. <laughs> well, we actually, we're really lucky because our team, we you know, we have a team. wonderful team and also the, 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 the environment, the culture within our team is really one of working together and helping each other. There's no... You know, I love working with Sia. He's such a great pattern maker because he's just always willing to um, to take on whatever it is that I'm throwing at him. And and a lot of the time, I don't speak in full sentences. My drawings aren't necessarily, you know, very clear. Um, I will kind of explain. You know, I'm thinking of this kind of thing, and I can just Sia is just going like this. I can just <laughs> like see that he's, that he's 
what on earth <laughs> how am I going to do this but he's always willing to give it a go and Nicola is just again you know my drawings and so for example that uh, dress that one I was kind of you know something like this it looked like a cake more or less like an overly decorated cake is what the drawing looked like but she really trusts me in that sense and she had no I don't want to say she had no reason to trust me but she you know we haven't worked together before so it was amazing to have her just say okay fine I'll, you know it's okay but there is a lot of understanding of each other yeah, and we all have like similar goals so, yeah. so everyone is able to yeah to run the bunch with their with the ideas and yeah. and, and yeah let's all come together because we do share yeah that's sort of this yeah, thing goal, that we're I going guess. towards yeah. and the machinists you know for them it can be really frustrating because they're the ones who are fighting <laughs> the garment to, yeah. <laughs> or who have to do one thing kind yeah. of like over and over again until it gets done Perfect. so so you know there's um, they also, there's, they also this has the same yeah, yeah. when it's they, yeah when it's all done yeah. like, and there's so glad and kind of like listening to yeah mm. to you know how is it that we can make it better next time and exactly yeah. and uh, so it's just it's we're lucky we're lucky in that <laughs> way so it's not always fun when you're in it, it because it's very stressful but yeah every but it actually really helps to I have this team where the culture team. is is You're one just of, trying that everyone yeah. who has their speciality can do can the help on, yeah. on how we could get something done and all like some vision that we mm-hmm. try yeah. to do and everyone can contribute on, yeah. on how yeah. mm-hmm. how to get there. because not all places work like that and also yeah. i i realize i mean i always was so I've been really lucky because I've always worked in amazing places where there is a wonderful culture. But um, so I've always just loved the people at Lunar and the team. But during lockdown, it became really yeah. clear just how much yeah, that team actually the emotionally support each other. Yeah. It was really hard yeah, to go hard. through, the, you know, coming because we would come into the store or, yeah. you know, we're kind of working on our own and separately yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And our team is not around at all. Yeah, everyone's working And it was hard. just, it so feels, it you feel a little bit orphanish. Yeah. Like it's it just, it, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I mean, that, that sense of community is something you, you can't buy it. It's something you have yeah. to be very grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I absolutely. feel like there's two types of stress where mm. you can be stressed about something because it's worrying you or it's a threat to you, or you can be stressed about something because you're really passionate about it. Mm. And I feel it always feels the same when you're in a stressful situation. <laughs> stress, stress, stress. <laughs> but when you come out of it, it's so worth it when you. Mm put in that time and effort yeah, to do yeah, something yeah. and being able to do that with a team is just a wonderful experience always so um something to keep in mind next time you're stressed apparently your oh, body yes. <laughs> physiologically um being anxious or being yeah being anxious, anxious? Is, is the same as, as as being excited like the 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 stuff that's happening in your body is the yeah. same thing so next time you're feeling really anxious and stressed about something, so I'm just so excited. Sometimes. Definitely gonna try that. Try it. <laughs> try it and see if it works.
works. <laughs> I won't take any more of your time. Thank you no, so much for you. letting you. me come here and shoot in your beautiful place. Thank that you. Was really thank you very thank much, much for having us and for your lovely questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you.